eight minutes later, a guy dropped dead up in the balcony of the church. And now the prophecy means something, right? There's a dead man in the balcony. Pastor Brian, I want to hear what God is saying to you about the year 2024. So welcome to Charisma News. Hey, it's, it's an honor to be with you. Thank, thanks so much for having me, brother. Uh, yeah, his church, you know, we, we hang our hat on this fact. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that's like the cornerstone scripture for my life, because I believe Jesus is building this church, which is all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we're literally tougher than hell. Like my favorite place on earth is up in northern Israel, Caesarea Philippi. And that's where Jesus took his disciples to what they thought were the gates of hell back then. And that's the mouth of the Jordan River back in the day. You, you mm. ever been up there, John? Yeah, I have been? actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know how wicked it looks at the bottom of that big cliff? I mean, it really it, does. Yeah. It looks like it's a portal to hell. And uh, I think that's what the church should be. We should get up and eat our breakfast, mm. drink our coffee, right? Right by the gates of hell. Because we're there to rescue people out from hell. And, uh, the church is the best whenever it's looking for the lost, mm-hmm. and we're probably the worst when we're self-focused. So, uh, <laughs> very well I, said, my friend. Very yeah, well I, think, I think that's when we're the, we're the best when we're serving others, and when we're always just focused on me, we're messing stuff up. So, um, yeah, God's poured out a revival at at the church, and I think it's kind of despite us, and I think He's honestly uh, trying to get us to look for Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting in a service. The thing got kicked off. Maybe I said this last time we got interviewed, but my wife got up and gave a prophetic word in a service. She said, you'll live and not die, right? Mm-hmm. It's a worship service. You'll live and not die, declare the works of the Lord. And I'm like, well, that's nice, honey. I'm on the front row. I'm like, that's great. That's a, that's a scripture. I wouldn't have shut down the worship service for it, but all right, whatever. Till eight minutes later, a guy dropped dead up in the balcony of the church. Oh, wow. And now the prophecy means something, right? There's a dead man in the balcony. So, uh, all the medical people go up there. They start working on him, doing what they do. Thank God for him. And we're all praying. And I walk up there and they said his pulse would come and then it was go, would mm. go. So I don't know how dead he was on a scale of one to dead. Right? I'll, I'll leave that for everybody else to figure out. But when I got to him, the brother's white, his tongue's hanging out of his mouth. His eyes are rolled back in his head. Oh, my gosh. I've been around a lot of dead folk, you know, as a preacher, burying people. I'm like, this guy looks dead. So I walked up. Everybody's praying. Laid my hand on him, said, I agree with what was prophesied. You'll live and not die. Declare the works of the Lord. Wow. And I said, I rebuke death and command life into you. Whenever I did it, brother's eyes open up, tongue goes back into his mouth. He cocks his head up and he says, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's like, it's on around here. Right. Uh, what's funny is the revival didn't really break out that week. It was just like the beginning of a few mm. things that were happening. But after after that, I mean, stuff starts ha- just happening. Like a kid's out front laying on the concrete in front of the church, mm-hmm. strung out looking. It looks crazy, and he was crazy, you know, a lot of addiction and stuff. I went out there, and uh, it's like, hey, man, what can I help you? He's just laying there. It's an odd place to be laying. I mean, our church is not like downtown where yeah. you would have – like, like, you know, some downtowns, that's like every downtown in America now, people laying on the floor. He's mm-hmm. like holding on to the threshold. And the kid says, my mom brought me here when I was a little boy. And I thought if I got here, I started walking across town this morning. Maybe I could find God. Wow. And God's drawing people and that's kept going. And it, it started in a service. Literally, we felt like angels were pushing us out of the way. Hmm. Like something brushing me, I couldn't see. I had four preachers testify. They felt the same thing. 
And uh, it's like almost like you ever get bumped in the hallway when you were a Mm -hmm. kid in school. Get out of my way. It's almost like an angel shoulder checked me. And it was like, get out of the way, Brian. I got work to do here. Wow. And so that's what we've started doing and stuff's happening. It's crazy. So you've literally seen the the dead come to life again. You shall live and not die. What a what a prophetic word, what a prophetic manifestation and uh, completion about that. I mean, that's, that's powerful. I mean, that's, that's something that I think every believer longs to see the dead come back to life. Um, and that's, that's so cool. So we're talking about the revival that's happening. You said that there's just incredible things that are happening there, but we also want to talk about the next year and we're coming into 2024 and so, Pastor Brian, what is it that God is speaking to you prophetically about the year 2024? Well, we have an election year coming up, right? So everybody wants to know what's up with the election year. Mm-hmm. And to prepare for an election year, my wife and I sat down and watched episode one of The Hunger Games the other day. Right? <laughs> it's like eh, this thing, it always gets bloody and it always gets brutal. Let me say this. I'll say this. Uh, that's a prophetic thing I'm saying right now. Mm. It's more than just the movie. It's going to be how hungry is the church and how hungry is the camp of darkness, which will set up the stage for what happens in 2024. Wow. They, they asked me during the last election year who I thought would win. And all these people, people that I'm connected to to as well, prophesying Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win. Trump's going to win. And I said, I think America will get what we deserve. Mm. Right. Thank God we don't always get what we deserve. But I thought like, you know, we're going to get what we've set up for during that last election. And that's that's really what happened. Um, I think this year I'll I'll go with that Hunger Games word. And it's like, what are you hungry for? Uh, I think the camp of darkness is more hungry for Mm -hmm. iniquity and confusion and pain and trauma and turmoil. And they're hungry to uh, demonize young minds and to destroy worldviews. And so, therefore, when the enemy comes in, like a, a comes in, right, the original language says, like a flood, God lifts up a standard. So, I think God's igniting a holy hunger in the saints. And Amen. what we're seeing right now at the end of 2024, I see revival breaking out, not just in our church, but around Amer- uh, America, little pockets of it. And mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a foreshadowing and a taste of a divine revival that's coming to America. Amen. And I think it's starting to gain steam. And I almost see it like, uh, it's like a kid on a bicycle headed downhill mm-hmm. and the chain begins to break and you lose control of the bike yourself and the bike starts moving at a rapid pace. And I think if the church will allow God to come in and do what he wants to do, that he's going to break the chain and we're going to start to just to, to head with a rapid pace towards revival. It's, it's an acceleration. Um, I think darkness is going to come to America at an unprecedented rate already has, Mm. that that will also accelerate, but that what God's going to do in the church will be an acceleration. Uh, I see in 2024, a lot of lampstands being extinguished, Mm. right? Every church has a lampstand. And I think God said for many years, I started prophesying this, I don't know, maybe in 2012. Um, Book of Revelation, Jesus comes to the church every, and, and the lampstand's a symbol of the church. Church has a messenger, and uh, which is the main elder or leader of the church. Um, 
And Jesus gives them both, hey, you did this well. And then he starts mm-hmm. to rebuke them, the seven churches of Asia Minor. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of lampstands will be put out in 2024. Wow. God spoke to me years ago and he said this. He said, uh, I mean, it's strong language. He talks to me like this. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he, he said, damn the lampstands and the mm-hmm. spotlights that shine upon the wrong things, for they shall be broken. Wow. And at the time I was running with a lot of pastors from lampstands that have been taken out very publicly in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right. And my wife and I were grieved by some of the actions we would see going on at these places. Right. Um, I think we got to live right. Amen. Come out from amongst them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And um, I'm not saying that to rebuke everybody because, you know, nobody's, yeah, I've missed steps too. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been broken at times as well. So I don't say that to rebuke people, but I understand there's a spiritual principle that if we live like the world, we're going to we're going to reap from the world. And if we live like the church, we'll reap from the church. So reap from the spirit of God. So uh, there are lampstands that have been focused on the wrong things and they've been shining on the wrong things. And the attention is uh, me, my build, my platform, make me bigger, make me larger, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. And it's produced nothing. And I think one by one, a lot of those things are just getting moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm a part of the generation. I'm 46. We help make church into a Christian concert. I grieve that. I lament that now. And you'd walk into my church and it would still look like that in a way, right? I mean, we got work, we got music lights, LED, all that kind of stuff. All of that is a bunch of whatever, right? That's just teeing the ball up. That's just a tee, but that's not the ball we're swinging at. Right, right. And and I think everybody got so focused on this kind of world that we lost the morality. We lost the power of God. We lost uh, the fear of the Lord. We lost all of these things that really mattered. Now we got a generation getting demonized. Mm-hmm. And the church that won't speak out of that, I kind of feel like God's going to say, eh, why don't you just step aside? Mm-hmm. And those lampstands will be blown out. Uh, and then I think other lampstands are emerging 2024. They're emerging rapidly. They're people, they're not perfect, but they're pure of heart. God's starting to find them in obscure, odd places. And their voices are going to be lifted up. I see them almost like they're, they're on an escalator. And uh, God's just taking them higher. Uh, we need a John the Baptist company, right, that'll prepare the way of the Lord. Because the beast system's rising all over the earth right now rapidly mm-hmm. rapidly god's got to have a counterpunch. so that's what i see in 2024 and then you'll see some of the usual pre-election like uh chicanery or, or you know whatever you want to call course, it yeah. uh they're always going to do there's always going to be that stuff right mm-hmm. uh because it's election season and right stuff's gotta it's dirty it's nasty and you know what pastor brian as you were talking about some of these things i just felt led to ask you about gun shy prophets this next season uh, because of what happened in 2020 i just i just i felt like god gave me the phrase to ask you about gun shy prophets yeah no i was going to say that question's of the lord right <laughs> i mean like that's not a normal question you just asked no it's not no that that's was a divine lord. prophetic question um i think the key to being prophetic well, obviously, it's it's the Spirit of God. 
but we prophesy in proportion to our faith. Mm. And don't let your faith be shipwrecked, man of God, man of woman, uh, woman of God, man of God, woman of God. We know in part and we prophesy in part. So if you hang all of your like hope and faith and on whether you're right or, or, or not every time, um, you're, you're, you're putting your faith in your gift instead of the giver of the gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I prophesied the other day to, to, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, right. I, I was riding with him. He's preaching for, for me and I gave him a word and he's like, man, I, I, he made me prophesy like three times, bring it back. <laughs> so I prophesied off the stage. Now he wants me to give it again in the car. He's recording it all. And, uh, it all came to pass very rapidly hmm. with the attacks against him from uh, the Rolling Stone, I think Boston Globe, a lot of those kind of attacks mm-hmm. happened. And he asked me after I prophesied, he said, do you ever get it wrong? And I thought that was a funny question from a, a seasoned man of God like him. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm a person, mm-hmm. right? Of course I get it wrong. And he's like, that's the most honest answer prophetic personality's ever given me. I'm like, yeah, man, the Bible says we know in part and prophesy in part. So, yeah. yes, you're going to get it wrong. But part of being used by the Spirit of God for the gifts of God uh, or you have to be willing to be wrong for the Spirit of God to be able to make you right. Hmm. So prophesy. Boldly declare the word of the Lord. Right? We need you in this hour. And if you're wrong, repent. You're wrong. Whatever. You're a man. Huh? Man missed it. Shocking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It just blows me away. Uh, now, so there are gunshot prophets, real prophets. Then there's what I can talk, call, I call it controlled opposition. Mm. Some of these people know to prophesy, but you already know that it's going to cost you a lot to prophesy the word of the Lord. It's going to cost you friends. It'll cost you speaking engagements. It'll probably cost you followers on social media. And if you don't say what they want to hear, um, you know, you're going to pay for it. And because of that, you become like controlled political opposition. Mm-hmm. What controlled opposition is in the political world is we'll let you have your opposing views. We'll let you even push against us up to a certain point. But it's this far and no more because we got this on you. And if you go any further, we're going to destroy you. And this is what D.C. is full of right now. Right. It's why our Congress, our congressmen can't get anything done because mm-hmm. they've slept around and they've taken money and. Now they may be against this rising beast system on the earth, but they're controlled opposition. The churches that won't speak out against the wickedness in the land right now, all you are is controlled opposition. And you're wow. different than a prophet that's fearful of missing it because he's fearful of missing it often because he doesn't want to disappoint God or people. You're, you're doing what you're doing because you're compromised. And you need to rend your heart and rend your garments and go back to your first love. And, and, and prophesy the word of the Lord and forget the consequences because we're only here to pour out this life for Jesus. If it Amen. costs us everything, so be it. I'd be happy to dine at the marriage supper of the Lamb tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Brian, I appreciate you spending some time with me to talk about what God is speaking to you about 2024 and just to hear the incredible testimony of the dead truly coming back to life. Um, as a result of a prophetic word. So brother, we got to stay in touch. I enjoy hearing, I enjoy talking with you and hearing what God is saying and doing in and through you. So thank you so much for being here on Charisma News again. Hey, it's an honor, brother. Stay out of trouble, huh?